The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Freddie. Yes? Everyone's been waiting. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Hello, bonjour. That's still a thing. Um, can, can you believe it? The Toronto Raptors are going... To the NBA Finals. <laughs> if anyone... Did you say macaw? I, I kind of did. Whoa. <laughs> I yelled so loud that a dish fell that was insane. in Matt's kitchen. I didn't say macaw. I said, by God, oh. which is JR from wrestling. Oh, okay, right. Goes, Triple H has got the brass knucks. That's what I say when I can't handle, handle the excitement I'm going through. There's a lot of energy pulsating out of this room Ooh. right now. Let's just say I don't usually have neck veins, but now yeah, they're got, bulging. I got right 10. Now. I got a Brock Lesnar face going on right now. Um, so we've been gone a couple weeks. That's right. You got married. You're damn right I did. Congratulations. I, I got married in Beaufort, South Carolina with all my family yeah. and friends. It was so much fun. We were down there. It was super hot. Super hot. One of the perfect weather. One of the best damn times of my life. Yeah. So if you're mad that the pod took a break, <laughs> well, I appreciate that you're mad actually yeah. and that you care about the pod. But um we got a during your ceremony, we got a shout out from your brother who is now banned. Our first person yeah. first guest banned from the podcast. Yeah. Francisco, if you're listening, <laughs> you just got banned. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, Francisco ripped on the pod at the, at the wedding during his best man speech. It was great. Uh, it was pretty great. Um, but I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna walk you through, uh, some of my Raptors experiences down south yes. and just tie them to, to the, the wonderful two weeks I had. Yeah. So as we're getting ready for the wedding, um, we get there, uh, we actually fly in on game seven. Philly. Philly. Yeah. So I got to watch the bounce with my in-laws, with Brian and Judy, and we went crazy. We were jumping That's up. Fun. We started watching all the all the replays in in in, in Korean, in in and uh, from from China, in in, in Japanese, oh, yeah. in 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 Brazilian, and all these just these different languages, and hearing. You know, hearing still doubt in the Toronto Raptors, like, oh yeah, that was fun, but the Bucks are going to crush them. Yeah, and I did think that the Bucks should have been the favorite, but I thought, you know, we had the chance to do something. And um, as it went along, you know, we watched Game One it was really tight. Uh, and uh, on the, on the Friday night before I got married, uh, we actually went to this bar in Buford called um, Q on Bay. Yeah. It's a barbecue place. And I went with my mom and her best friend, Helen. And uh, we we started eating. And I, I remember letting the server know, uh, I got some family and some friends coming. We're hardcore Raptors fans. She didn't, I don't think, she didn't take me very seriously. But she was like, okay, honey, we'll take care of y'all. And, but she didn't realize how many people were about to show up. Because we took over this bar. Yeah. And uh, how many people were there, Matt? Oh, I came later and there was like at least, I'm going to say 30, 40 people. Yeah, it was awesome. Something like that. And, and nuts. there was a band setting up to play. And poor guy, because I could tell, <laughs> all he didn't know what was going on. All yeah. these Raptors fans from Canada are showing up in South Carolina. And... And I could tell he was preparing. I've been there as a comedian. He was preparing for perhaps the, one of the most difficult sets of his life. 
<laughs> playing playing music to a bunch of people who couldn't care less. Yeah. But you know, we were good to him. He was good to us. We made it work. Yeah. Um, our friend Rodrigo. I'd never been on the pod, but he's a friend of the pod. Um, he actually got this guy to <laughs> to let everyone know that uh, he, Rodrigo, was the king of Buford. That's right, he so is. So that was weird. <laughs> that was really weird, and it was really funny. But uh, anyways, the Raptors got plowed that game. It yeah. was rough. And uh, we got married. Um, and uh, on that Sunday, that's when that's when the, the epic turnaround game happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what we learn later in this pod, Catherine told us that Nick Nurse too had a baby. Yeah, but he was being quiet about it. But, but uh, Fred had a baby, named him Fred. Started letting shots fly. Nurse had a baby, and uh, you know how the Bucks series went. We yeah. won four games in a row. But uh, you know th- that game, that turnaround game, uh, we were kind of you know getting ready to 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 leave and, and getting ready to have a mini honeymoon, um, and then. Then we had the the blowout game, the 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 the, the fourth game in Toronto. Yeah, and we we just smacked them, and then you know it was two two. Everything uh, evolving around your wedding has been good luck so far for the right. Yeah. And I should also say, um, you, you can check it on Instagram, but the Raptors were represented at my wedding. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> my my uh, my wife Caitlin. Uh, the first thing she said was he stay and she was talking about me okay <laughs> um, but it was a reference to Kawhi <laughs> listen, listen small joys okay yeah, yeah. small joys <laughs> and um, we also uh, every table was named after a raptor that's right uh, but we ran out of names pretty quick <laughs> so if you sat at the Chris Boucher table <laughs> I'm sorry I was at the Danny Green table hey that's a good table it's a good table be proud there was yeah. a Nick Nurse table a Masai Ujiri table there was no Bobby Webster table I'm so sorry man. <laughs> I, I wish you didn't tell me that <laughs> yeah I would no, have just turned tables over uh, well there I'd also the wasn't an Eric Moreland table <laughs> okay, okay? <laughs> you know there also wasn't a Jordan Lloyd table was there a Masai table you better believe there oh, was a Masai man. table oh. I was sitting at the you Kawhi couldn't even Leonard have table. Bobby at the like underneath the <laughs> yeah. Masai and Bobby nope, table no nope. No, he's gone. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, so anyhow, um, you know, uh, game five happens. I'm back in Toronto at this point. Mm-hmm. So exhausted from all the uh, wonderful joy of it I've experienced. And, um, you know, that game's amazing. And we're starting to go crazy. And Drake's starting to yell at people. He's massaging. Um, he's he's massaging. Oh, he's yeah. doing weird post game. <laughs> yeah, baby. Everything's going down. No, the massage happened. The massaging happened in Toronto. Yeah. But then, anyway, so uh, me and Caitlin decide we want a little denouement to our to our wonderful time. So we went to uh, where else would you go? Collingwood, Collingwood baby. Ontario. Yeah, we went to the edge <laughs> of the Blue Mountain. <laughs> Listen, no, no slights on Collingwood, but a little bit. I'm gonna drop some hard truths about Collingwood. The caves need to be better yeah, than they are. Yeah, they do. Okay? I was excited to go to those caves for a long ass. And you time. mentioned it to me, and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it, bro. Oh, <laughs> baby, not very wasn't, good. wasn't impressed with the caves. Uh, suspension bridge. Cheers. Fucking yeah. sick. Um, you can stack four nice people squad. high. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, that, 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 that bridge can support a lot of weight. But listen, we saw a lot of tel- turkey vultures. We saw a lot of animals. Shit was cool in Collingwood. Uh, yeah. No regrets. No regrets. Uh, Thornbury cider, uh, cidery. Yeah. Cheers. Lots of apples. Um, but 
Anyways, we found some hardcore Raptors fans in Collingwood. There were signs everywhere. The Raptors are going to make history. That got me jacked. Um, I don't have cable, so I actually watched the game on cable. Felt like a bit of a oh, king at, yeah. at the Airbnb. Mm. And I went buck wild. I went fucking crazy. <laughs> I was smacking my own ass and jumping around. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin wasn't judging. It was really fun. Yeah, I watched the last quarter in that kitchen right there because I would not come out of the kitchen. I was like peeking around. Oh, yeah. That's like, yeah. My, that's like my Irish grandpa. Yeah. You, you know what? That oh, means, is that an Irish thing? Yeah, yeah that means you're nuts, oh. bud. <laughs> you used to watch Habs games like that. My mom said he used to take Habs games, like the radio, Yeah, and he would basically like put himself, like literally go inside of a closet mm-hmm. and just hear the radio instead of watching the TV, and they would just walk by a closet and hear mutterings of him being like, you bums, you bums. <laughs> and he would just call, he was a hardcore, like, uh, wow. Metro Canadians fan, and he would just be like, you bums, you bums. Sitting in a closet. Sitting in a closet <laughs> listening to the radio. Like that's, a true maniac. That's hardcore. I like it. A maniac Irish sports like, fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, a lot of people know my journey. Right? Yeah. I've, you know, I'm a Vince Carter era fan. Yeah. Season seat holder with my brothers. I'm a Chuck Hayes era fan. You're Chuck Hayes, Chuck Wagon, <laughs> burger, one bite, yeah. one bite. Every burger is my first season. Every burger is a slider for Chuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. And, and what's this journey been like for you? You know what? I'm real spoiled. I'm super spoiled. It's been they've been a playoff team the entire time that I've been a fan. Yeah. You've seen we've some done, hard. We've losses, done six though? seasons of this of this show. But you've endured LeBronto. Oh uh, yeah, I've had some tough playoff losses. Every single one has been a tough one. But um, you know, I haven't been through a Barnani uh, era. Right. And I'm glad you Turkaloo. can't pronounce his name. <laughs> I know. I'm glad. I can't. No, I hope you can never pronounce his name. <laughs> Andrea Barnani. Yeah. See. No. Yeah. You not my to. era. You don't need to. Um, you know, but it's it's. Super exciting. I love the game of basketball so much since I've started doing this podcast with you. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, I'm so stoked for the finals. I can't really wrap my head around it. I, you know, it's, uh, as I can imagine, it feels for you too. Just, it's I'm, surreal and it's like, but doesn't it feel like there's a calmness to it? I it feel does. more, I felt more uh, uncomfortable with Milwaukee than I do with Golden State. Well, I mean, I think that uh, Golden State's a better team and the challenges are going to be greater in the end. Yeah. Um, and I think narratively, they'll ha- there, will, there will have to be some of Golden State beating themselves mm-hmm. um, more so than us, like like Kawhi besting Giannis. It's, it's just a different team. I yeah. don't think it's going to go down like that. Um, not to say that we can't win, but I, I think, you know, there's a calm at the center of this, like, Toronto, we the North Storm. Yeah. And the calm is Kawhi. Yes. He's his own eye of the storm. Wait, is eye the part where you really get messed up? Well, the eye is the nice part where you're like, is it over? This is nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's not nice. He's not nice. You know what I mean? But but he's calm. Um, and and I think Kawhi's instilled this like, I don't want to say entitlement, but like we feel like yeah, we've waited a long time. Yes, it's surreal, but we deserve to be there. And I think there's things we can present, challenges that perhaps Golden State hasn't faced. They face, you know, Memphis Grizzlies and, and Houston Rockets and the Utah Jazz and some really good defensive teams. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they've ever faced um, Kawhi beyond the time that they face Kawhi. Right. And Zaza Pachulia... Um, got under him, and and you know the rest is history there. But uh, you got to remember one thing, Freddie. Hit me. I mean, they're not an up and coming team. They're here. They're here. They're here. They're here. You know what? I thought it was gonna be like <laughs> bump, bump. I was ready to kind of like start dancing, but but yeah, uh, Durant said it, and this is just a deep cut that I told uh, to my uh, 
older brothers, Francisco and Miguel. Um, we're actually going to have Thomas on the podcast, but this is a deep, deep cut. So for any of you Anne Rice lovers out there um, who read <laughs> Anne Rice novels about vampires. Interview with okay. a vampire, the vampire the Lestat. There you go, baby. <laughs> um, so there's two queen vampires. Queen of the Damned. You're damn right. <laughs> no, this guy read them. This guy released to watch the movies. <sighs> and I think when Kawhi dunked yeah. over Giannis, yes, we had taken the series. But more than that, he was telling Durant, wake up. You know what I mean? Wake up. You're one of those queen vampires and you're sleeping. Wake up because I'm about to slay you. Whoa. And I need an audience for that. Um, so that's me getting real. Interesting uh, vampire reference. Listen, my mom, let, read, my mom read a lot of Anne Rice books. So are mine. Okay? They oh, were fucking... Was, they, yeah. Listen, they're always in stock in the library. <laughs> and, you know, my mom was going for it. Um, they're very sexy. Um... <laughs> Are they? Yeah, they're very sexy books. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cheers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we're pumped. This is amazing. Uh, Drake's going crazy. The city's going crazy. Canada's getting united. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my brothers feel like uh, it's ho- it's a holiday. Uh, my marriage seems like it's like related to this <laughs> amazingness. I'm so happy for Kyle. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm feeling it for DeRozan, my guy. We, we couldn't be Casey. happier that game one is is this thursday and game seven is seven weeks from now yeah yeah we're really gonna spread it out but um i say i say we we get going we have seven callers um and we'll yeah we'll introduce them as we go along and thanks so much for listening to this pod it was a special one that's why we had to do a call in episode yeah and we'll be back with a regular um a regular pod uh on i think the monday yeah after game two after game two yeah awesome all right guys everybody enjoy Grand. Grand. Hey, everybody. I'm here uh, with one of my super buds, uh, Graham K. Graham, how you doing, dude? Oh, it's an honor to be a super bud. I didn't know it was one of your super buds. Wow. Well, yeah, it's a, Thank you. it's a big deal for me, you know, like to call someone a super bud. Like I'm usually, you know, scared of most folks or like trying to fight others, sure. you know? Well, I just, I, I like... I, I was nervous because um, I always felt that you were a super bud to me, and I didn't want to tell you because it wasn't reciprocated, and then everyone laughs at me. Aww. You know, we're like you know, we're like Kawhi and Lowry. Like I think they loved each other yes. from the beginning, but at first <laughs> they needed to be like, you know, I'm like one of the like when those when kids first meet, and they're like, we're just gonna play on opposite ends here, but like by the end of the day, like we'll be like crafting some type of game that everyone has to play. Yeah. You'll be on a fast break. You'll, you'll, you're, you, you're going to fake like you're going to do a layup. Uh, the Greek freak is going to think you're going to do it. Get a little faked out. You're going to put on the brakes, turn around, dish me the ball. I'm quiet. And <laughs> uh, I'm going to slam it home with a left-handed slam over uh, Giannis. So... I mean, that's that's, that's, our, that's what's happening right now. Should I'm we talking it right now, Giannis? So <laughs> should we start there? Like, I mean, you know, we're we're, we're I'm, I'm doing these 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 super quick conversations Where? with I, everyone. I made that scenario up uh, out of uh, I just imagined it. Well, okay, uh, did, did that happen? Did did you like feel did you feel like Kawhi when he made that dunk? <laughs> yes, I want to feel like Kawhi. The guy's a superhero. It's amazing. It's uh, honestly. Um, 
every once in a while in sports you see somebody, a player, uh, an athlete, author, something um, by themselves in a team sport, drag a team by themselves, and it's magical to watch. And, uh, yeah, I'm just thoroughly impressed. I did not know he – I knew he was good, did not know he was that good. And it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to see mm-hmm. the, how – I live in America, and it's just interesting to see how the American media is being forced to, to deal with um, – to come to the realization that this is a very good team. They can't believe it. Okay, I I see. I love this narrative. I love the being forced to cover the Raptors. So, like, can you just elaborate on like maybe like not necessarily incremental steps you've seen, but like what what are you seeing now where you're like, aha, finally, you have to do, you have to say that. Well, I mean, ESPN has a lot more coverage, um, but I mean, I listen to a lot of Bill Simmons and mm-hmm. his podcast, and and it's like he just doesn't want to talk. He will not talk about the. He's never even been to Toronto. <laughs> He's not. That's insane. That's insane yeah. to me. It's insane, and it's just like he, you know. They, there, there's no more teams left to talk about. So he's for, he's going to be forced to talk about. I mean, it's just they, they have. He, he's had people on his podcast call the as recently as Game Three of the Seventy Sixers series mm-hmm. say the Raptors suck. Raptors suck. Wow. You know, and it's like they don't suck. They're dope. <laughs> I know. Eighteen. They, yeah. you know, they. It's like, look, it's going to be a tough matchup. Yes. There's no question. It, we, are, we are probably not going to win, but we have a chance. I mean, I said from the beginning, the beginning of the season, as soon as we got Kawhi, um, everyone was like, well, they're going to lose in the finals even if they make it. I'm like, all we need is one injury on the other side, and that has happened. We've had two, actually. Mm-hmm. So, and no Durant for it, game one. Yeah, Durant's yeah, apparently already out, and Boogie might be in. Yeah. And it seems like the OG Ananobi, or Ananobi, um, that's kind of crystallized as he needs to wait 10 days. So that's we're looking game at four, game five or four, four yeah. yeah. Right. So it's, it's, you know, things are, everything is falling into place. And it's, you know, I'm not telling you guys anything new. It's just super exciting. We legit have a chance. I, I just... Um, I think the sort of Draymond Green Pascal Siakam matchup is going to be one that could decide the series. If Danny Green can be anywhere close to the way he was in the playoffs for the Spurs, not the last time they were in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. two times ago when he was awesome, you know, and and, and it, like because he, you know, it's him and Clay. Can he be seventy percent of what Clay is? You know, right now he's absolute trash so it's just it's it's uh if you know there's a couple a couple siakam siakam is a guy who can fight through screens mm-hmm. and they're not used there's like a high pick and roll that they always use that that that, that draymond green and curry pick and roll it's like been on been unstoppable and now we siakam can, can siakam and leonard have, have they've got length you know they they these are two guys that can do it so See, see, I think it just needs to hit like five percent better uh, from beyond the arc, and everything can change. And, yeah, if he went know, back to knocking down some corner threes, it would be yeah. massive. Yes, 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 absolutely. So, I mean, there's a lot of positives. We we've made it this far without 
uh, Danny Green being able to shoot a basketball. And <laughs> we've, you know, Siakam can't shoot threes anymore, seemingly. Yep. Um, and, uh, but I, I, I see Siakam had a little bit of a dip. Like, you know, there's like, he's like a hustle player. And then all of a sudden the playoffs come and everyone hustles. So he's like, not running behind defenses as much anymore, but I think he's done a really impressive job of adjusting. Can I just say something that was really, really exciting that I don't, I didn't, maybe it was talked about in Toronto media or whatever, but I didn't. No, please hear, hear, hear about it. This here. is what this pod it, is about. Just let it, let it flow, Graham. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's remember in against, uh, it was the double overtime game. Um, Siakam, um, missed those free throws. Yep, and and then they eventually won. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also but, got uh, Giannis to foul out. Yes, he did. He did. Which 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 was a complete questionable <clears throat> bullshit call. It was a it was a, like a charge, but whatever. I'll take it. Correct. Yeah, we, we honestly had a couple fortunate calls in that series. If we're being yes. real, yes. Um, but the anyway. So anyway, so he missed both free throws. Like. He completely buckled, and mm-hmm. fine. I would have buckled too, probably. It's a lot of pressure, and basketball's hard. But, yeah. uh, but in this in this closeout game, this most recent game, with like a, I think under a minute left, he had really key free throws, and I, I I can't remember if he made one or both, but he needed to make one, and he did. And I was like, yeah, that's my man. He and it was even more pressure. Do you know what I mean? It's a closeout game, and he did it, and I love that. That's like. I don't know. Uh, to me, that's oh yeah, and his ball. his defense was unreal, even when he was playing poorly. Like even that that how instrumental was the play where he kind of like uh, you know where there's a, maybe a minute eight seconds to go, and he poked he poked that lob uh, free yeah. and stole the ball. Like that was just such a you know when, when when you're a desperate team and you're grasping at straws. That was definitely like a mm. a spike in the ground or or one of many, yeah. I guess. It's awesome. I'm excited for the whole world to learn who Pat Chelsea Ackerman is. I'm, um, you know, people are going to have more respect for Kyle Lowry. Um, it's great. And I was really excited for, I'm always, I've always wanted the Raptors to go really far in the playoffs so the world will see Canada in the summer and realize it's not always awful. I know. Um, I'm excited for that too. And um, I checked the weather, and it's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> it is going to be disgusting. It's so, just going to be cold forever. <laughs> it is just like it's going to be June and cold. Like it's it's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be an American stereotype of what Canada is. Honestly, um, I'm into it because yeah. we're already like Game of Thrones stereotype <laughs> territory, where it's like winter's yeah, coming, yeah. and I'm like, I guess this is like the summer where winter happens, you know. <laughs> Um, but Graham, I don't know if you heard it, but uh, our our sound effect for time is up is a ticking time bomb that blows up. But I feel like only me and Matt heard it because it well, was it really loud. Gone to him, maybe he heard something in the background. I heard something. I, I didn't understand what it was. I, I told you, Matt. I told you. No one knows what it is. I, did, I thought maybe a subway was going by. Um, <laughs> I wasn't quite sure. But uh, anyway, I I do have to go myself. I have to go do a do a show. Um, and uh, I gotta hop on a subway myself. All right. So, well, uh, uh, yeah, dude. Um, thank guys, you so much. Just, just, let's just keep riding this train. Raptors in seven. All right. Um, they're gonna make some adjustments. People don't know how good they are. They got length. They got defense. The other team is injured. 
I think I think we 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 could really do this, which is exciting. Truer words have never been said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Graham, thanks, man. Yes. Yeah, thanks for doing the Thank pod. Thank you, super friend. Super friend, baby. Kawhi, the thief. Kawhi Leonard started the playoffs with 147 steals. Whoa. Which had him at 52nd all time. He now has 175 steals in the playoffs all time. Wow. Since our last recording. Yeah. Kawhi has passed Bobby Jones. Dan Marley. Ray Allen. Tim Duncan. Jerome Kersey. Jeff Hornacek. Horace Grant. Stephen Curry. Danny Ainge. And Gus Williams. He now sits at 37th all-time, and he's coming for James Worthy. Ian Gordon. Okie dokie. I'm here with the... I'm here with the amazing, the grand, Ian Gordon. What's up, buddy? What a day. How's it going, gentlemen? Oh, we're still reeling. Yeah, we're, we're reeling. We're in a yeah. wonderful damn mood. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good. I think I lost weight and grew hair. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I mean, I think you look wonderful as is, but also oh, well, thank you. I wouldn't mind seeing like a, a werewolf style like, <laughs> transition for you. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great if I got some some nice thick full head of hair. I'd look like Thor, wouldn't I? Oh <laughs> yeah, that Thor from Endgame. No spoilers. Um, what's like? Okay, when you woke up after we beat after we beat the Bucks and we're going to the finals, the next day. Um, by the way, mm-hmm. we're we're recording on Monday nights. It was it twenty six. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, when you woke up on on, on Sunday morning. What was it going through your head? Like, what what type of high are you on? Is it a vindictive I mean, high? I mean, the like, thing is, it, it was like it was surreal. It, it felt it didn't feel feel real. Well, there were some things that were tangible. The series before, in many ways, was tangible. Mm-hmm. We beat Philly. That was that was. I felt that. I felt it felt good to be in the the Eastern Conference Final. But th- it still almost hasn't sunk in that we're in the NBA Finals. Yeah, kind of crazy. I'm, like it. And this is this is based on being a Toronto sport, Raptors sports fan, Trevor, but just a Toronto sports fan who's 36 years old. I've never seen this before, really, other than other than when I was 10 with with the Jays. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm 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 yeah, I'm I'm uh, turning 33 in mm-hmm. in two weeks. Exact same thing. Like I was like seven or six with the Jays, and yeah. no other team has made it to the finals. I do like the TFC, but it's a bit of a different thing. Yeah. Well, sure. You yeah. you know you ever have like a dream where like somebody like you get like you win like a new car or so, or like something like that or like your dream home, and then you wake up and you're like, well, that, that's classic, not real. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> yeah. But this is real. This is fucking real. We're in the finals, and, and this is—I mean, this is crazy. It really is. So, what what are you most excited about as you're kind of like processing everything? Mm, there, well, for me, the most ex- I, I, having processed it and having to really breathe and look at it, looking at it just pragmatically. Yeah. We we actually have we have a chance to beat the Golden State Warriors. I'm not even joking. I yeah, mean, I, I agree. If I'm looking at, if I'm looking at it, they're 
this is the team. It's this is a crazy dynamic because there's two sides to it. There's the one side where we're new and we're fresh and mm-hmm. and we're pretty healthy, other than OG and and they're beat up a little bit. You know, they've got some stars out. They got KD. They got Cousins out, and and I think Igu, is Iguodala still out too. So. Yeah, Iguodala didn't play the closing game against the Blazers, yeah, but I think so he'll they, play. They look like of all the times when you know they look like they've got a few rods stuck in them a la matador like they they look like they could be beat they're they're not coming in there with this golden shroud and this like this impervious impenetrable armor that they've had for years they they feel i feel like we we can give them a shot especially with home court yeah but with that being said we are on the like we we need to win both games at home we have to you cannot, you, you know, these, as much as it's weird and that's exciting, it's almost as soon as the series starts, every game is a game seven for us because you, we need to hold home court. Um, imagine going down there, even even with the series tied, you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, shit, now 3-4, we cannot go down 3-1 to this team, right? Right. So if you just look at the numbers, you can't miss a shot. It's like golf when you can't, you can't miss a shot, right? We don't have any wiggle room. If we protect home court just by looking at how it lays out, we will win in seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. We must win the two games. So right away, I'm feeling this sense of joy and happiness mm-hmm. with this this tinge of like anticipatory stress. Right. But, but no dread. How, yeah. And as soon as it, as soon as game one tip off eleven fifty nine eleven fifty eight, I'm fucking terrified and stressed out. <laughs> like how long before like what game is it going to happen when uh, Draymond and Ibaka go f- like full Zidane and just start? They <laughs> <just laughs> go Zidane on each other. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> each other. <laughs> you know, it's funny because if you look at if you look at rosters, and I know they have Steph, and I know they've they've got championship pedigree, and but we hey we've got Kawhi and. But the, the point, the thing that really looks at, other than the, the players, is one thing. But I think, and I like Nurse, I'm not knocking Nurse, but I'm worried about the two ways that the Raptors might lose is one, we, we might suffer from being outcoached. That's, that's something I'm worried about. I'm worried that Kerr has schemes that he's going to put in place that's Man, gonna, that are going to hurt us badly. Can, can I just jump in? I, I think that's yeah. a, such a valid concern because I think yeah. with the Bucks, something that happened was we broke the wheel. Right, not to not to be all yeah. Game of Thrones here, but we broke no. their system, and they didn't have a rebuttal. Mm-hmm. Golden well, exactly. State can morph into a hyper defensive team. They can yep. be unleashed into shooting from everywhere in the court. I mean, I'm not so worried about Boogie, but I think you know no. it's also the it's also just the deadly basic pick and roll down your throat if they need to do well, that. That's the other thing that's going to kill us too. Is I mean, this is the thing is is Kerr is good at adjustments. He's good at adjustments when he has when he's been when his hand is forced. Yeah. But he's good at at like chess move adjustments where That's right. he's like, okay, well, Nurse and the Raptors are gonna likely do this and they'll bring out this lineup. When they do so, we will counter with XYZ. Mm-hmm. And like Kerr could do crazy shit like play his guys into the into the ground one game. He could play eleven guys one game. He he's crazy like that and i know that they're hurt and i'm, a, I'm actually know, glad you brought that up because from, you know sorry I just wanna, yeah we've been okay. playing eight they've been playing 11 so yeah i just wanted well, to exactly. throw that on to what you were saying because that is the rubber is going to meet the road there immediately 
Like we're going to yeah. have to figure or, out, or, or they're going to have to figure out. Because we, we, yeah. have to, we have to be prepared for that. I mean, and I know Nurse is a great coach, and I, I certainly do like what he's done, and he's expanded our roster, and he play, we play a free open style. But I'm, I'm worried about that. I'm also specifically matchup-wise. I think of all the players, you think of Curry just killing you. Mm-hmm. But the guy that I'm most worried about is Draymond Green. Um, I don't know who the fuck's going to guard Draymond Green. Or he's he's <laughs> their pick and roll at the top with Curry. How do you defend? That? I know you, nobody in the NBA can defend mm-hmm. it, but specifically on the Raptors, what type of lineup do you have to bring out to try to effectively defend against that? Yeah, because, you know, I mean, Mark's not going to do it. Serge isn't going to do it. Who's going to when? Are, you have to almost have like our wing like Pascal guarding Draymond out there and I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it could be a, a series where, you know, a guy like Draymond sees a lot of guys. I think Kawhi might spend oh, some yeah. time on him. I think Gasol might spend some time on him. And mm-hmm. if if but but you know, we'll we'll see how Gasol does against him. And it's you know, obviously Ibaka. He's he's their X factor. He's he's obviously he's their motor. He's gonna get them going. They're gonna be the frustrating thing when you watch Golden State uh, is when they push the ball, usually through him with a with a quick outlet pass, and they score an easy layup two seconds into the play clock when you're yeah. worried about their three and them setting up their offense. They have a lot of plays like that where they just kind of kill you with these quick little layups to a wide-open Igudala, wide-open Curry, whatever, for a layup or something. And a lot of that stuff is stemmed through him. So we, we have to be we have to be hyper-aware. That leads to our defense. I think if we win this championship, all our guys have to hit, our, hit the shots. Like, like we, you see when we hit shots how good we are as a team. Um, <laughs> if, Ian, if I don't know if you heard that, but the bomb went that? off. Oh shit, man! Already, God it, bless you guys. Yeah. Wait, no, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait yeah. Finish your thought, though, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. on us. <laughs> yeah. Matt gave me a oh dear thought, sign and thought, hit it. <laughs> well, my thought it pertains to the defense. If our defensive in- energy and intensity is there. We show we can beat any team. Giannis is no slouch. He and we shut him down. We can we shut down. The thing about about him is his, his drive player, right? Can we shut down perimeter weapons? We have to see how good our perimeter defense is right now. It's not about building a wall right now against Golden State. It's about guarding the pick and roll, guarding yeah. the perimeter. And uh, I'm I'm both exuberant and terrified. And if I did grow any hair, it's all going to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> well. Ian, I mean, yeah. you know, you're you're someone who's you've been on this ride with us, so yeah. man, let's I, I, let's I, enjoy I, the I moment, right? Feel, I exactly enjoy the moment. I do feel good. I'm not one of these people who thinks that we're going to get steamrolled. I really do think we're going to give them a game, and we have to come out right off the bat, games one and two, and kick their kick their ass. We have to beat this shit out mm-hmm. of them and play defense and take it to the neck and to the throat of the Golden State Warriors immediately. We have to play like we're the champions. And I think, I think you know, this is where Masai's depth of roster hopefully uh, can, can give us that type of advantage. Like, I hope that yep. guys like Norm mm-hmm. are insulted yep. they're playing Alfonso McKinney against us. We cut yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cut him from our team. Yeah. And Kevon Looney, exactly. like, Ibaka has to look at Kevon Looney and being like, absolutely no, this is my time. Yeah. And this so, is the thing. We have guys who they have their evil empire players, but their role players 
we can beat. We need to win all these little matchups, all these little hustle plays. We have to have our role players outplay theirs, and we can win this series. Woo! Because we also have the claw, baby. The That's claw, right. baby. That's right. Um, I know the claw. What a cool name, too, eh? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I do. Well, um, I'm, we'll talk soon, and uh, I mean, get your popcorn ready. Let's enjoy the show. That's it, boys. Go wraps, and uh, God bless everybody out there. Have a great summer. Danny from Deep. We're talking Danny Green Moneyball threes. This guy's an all-timer from Deep in the playoffs. So, when we started the playoffs, the Raptors, Danny Green had 191 playoff threes made, which had him at 20th all-time. He now has 218 made threes all-time. And since last podcast, how many people has Danny Green passed? Danny's struggling a little (laughs) bit. He hasn't passed anyone, but guess what? He sits 18th all time, and he's coming for you, Jason Terry. Thomas Revis. Okay, I'm here with my little bro, Thomas Revis, who has a lot more Raptor shirts than most people on earth. Yeah. So, I mean, various eras. I've already talked to him like 50 times since the game, but uh, Tom, I know you must, you're you're tripping out. How you doing? I'm uh, yeah, that's an accurate statement. I am tripping out. It's uh, you're right. I, I'm sure there's some people that own more Raptors uh, clothing than me, but wow. Is it ever coming in handy? I have a new, (laughs) I have a new outfit every single day for three months and I'm loving every minute of it. (laughs) Woo. Um, yeah, where, where are you at right now? Like, well, what are you thinking about? Oh, what am I thinking about? I'm thinking, I've been thinking a lot about Toronto itself. Obviously I'm thinking about the Raptors, but I'm also thinking about Toronto, how happy I am for everybody in Toronto. This Raptors thing goes a lot deeper than basketball for me and you, Freddie. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I think, uh, not to go jump right into the deep end, but I'm going to do it, Freddie. Jump in. It's something we've been talking about, but you know, we grew up. Uh, how do you say? Not affluent. That's right. Be an accurate statement of that. Correct. Um, so you know, the country sport was uh, not really our sport because it cost a lot of money to get on that ice rink. That we uh, was something that we. Uh, only saw on TV, and so right. we were told that, that that was our sport, you know? Yeah. We were very much told that that was our sport. and uh, But hockey's not our doesn't. sport, baby. <laughs> not our sport, baby. Our sport <laughs> came out when I was uh, six, seven years old with the Toronto Raptors, and that was an affordable thing for our mother to get uh, four boys with mm-hmm. a, a $15 basketball, and, and we would just play basketball all the time. So I'm really happy for Toronto. I'm really happy for – for all the poor people that were uh, unable to and play how about, the country sport. And how about us as bros? Us as bros that got season seats when they were affordable. Yeah. Like, I see some of the That's prices right. of the tickets now, and I'm like, you know, it's not exactly rent-controlled, but half, you know, more than half the games I go to, I couldn't afford. Yeah. And it's only because we invested in in just deep, deep Bargnani pain. 
you yeah, know what I mean? We, right. we invested we in, in Mamadou and Jai. We, you know, it, it, it was rough. It was rough. Right? What's that? No, go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, we Barnetti, Raphael, Ruggio, uh, uh, who, who else was, was part of our, our, our dark, dark days, you know, um, mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah. We've, we've been in it for a long time and there's been so many fans that have been in it for a long time and what a wonderful time it is for every Torontonian, whether you were in it all the way deeper, whether, you know, you jumped in last week to just cheer the Toronto Raptors on and it's seeing, seeing the scenes of downtown was, uh, was, was, was almost as good as seeing Kawhi Leonard cram it on Giannis's <laughs> brain and rip out his soul. That, sir, is a transition. <laughs> and, that was a and, transition. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm jacked up. You know I'm jacked up. No, I know. I, 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 it was a compliment on the transition because, yeah, I mean um, – I, I, you know, I was in Collingwood with, uh, with, with Caitlin, uh, it's like a mini, mm-hmm. mini honeymoon. And I mean, everyone who was near that Airbnb, they heard a lot of screams yeah. in the fourth quarter. That's right. Fred, I, I'm not sure, Freddie, have you told the fans and the listeners what a wonderful few weeks you've been having? I have. Yeah. Okay, great. Because, you know, I, I'm, I feel like we're all living through the Raptors, but I'm trying to, you know, I'm living for you right now. It's having a, this is, I'm, I'm quite, quite ecstatic for my brother to have married the love of his life. And all of his friends came down. We got to watch the Raptors in South Carolina and freak out a bunch of people who, uh, who are, who are used to old crocodiles and alligators and Raptors is something that they don't hear often. Uh, <laughs> And uh, boy, did they ever, when we were down there, just showing up on some bars 60 deep. It was awesome. Yeah. So, Tom, you're validated. The Revises are validated. The city of Toronto is validated. You know, the country of Canada is validated. Who else are you feeling like they deserve this moment? Or is it just kind of like a general thing that's been washing over you? Um, You know who deserves this moment? Nas. Batia. Ooh. Definitely. See, I knew Tom would have a huge answer. Yeah. Super fan. Hasn't missed a home game. Super fan. The guy since day one, what a positive representation he is for Toronto. He does so much community work. He's, he's, he's literally in his seats in, in the darkest of Keon Clark (laughs) people times. Uh, you know, from who, who else is some junkers that? Oh uh, man, I, I mean, Oliver, Oliver Miller. You yeah, know, we don't even need to rehash Oliver Miller. Yeah, let's not. You know, <laughs> let's not. It's too good right now. I saw a picture of like it, the Raptors when they played the Sky Dome. I think uh, I think Chris Dart actually posted a picture or something, and it was like, it looks hilarious. Oh yeah, we've come <laughs> like, a long way. But the thing is, it's just so. Makeshift. I know we're I know we're reflecting, but we're here. Yeah. Though. So let's yeah. be in the moment Can too. I yeah. On, on a positive moment, for I know the sure. from Nav to me, but you mentioned the Sky Dome. You know, we like I was saying, Thomas Nav is you. You are Nav. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I am Nav. Uh, uh, my big brother from Big Brothers Association took me to go see a game in the Sky Dome, and I still have the little miniature ball, my little Raptors ball. Shout out to Chris Arda. <laughs> shout out to Chris Arda. You know, he does finances and pickering. Uh, sweet man. Uh, he took me 
because uh, he knew how crazy we all were about basketball, even even in those times. Yep. So it's great, you know, seeing those things uh, to to know that uh, it started from a an arena that they blocked off to to make basketball happen, and now we're in a place where tickets are flying for outrageous amounts to see our Raptors go up against uh, you know the champs, the champs, baby. Um, Nav sold 127 cars in his first 90 days. Cheers. Wow, Nav coming through. When he first started. When he first started. Just to talk about Nav for a second, but he's just, he's he's so, uh, someone like that for any team, for somebody that's any of the super fans of any teams, it's like, it's just, it's so sweet to see him be like, wow, I'm here on the big stage. I can show you, and he loves Toronto and he just loves like everyone that comes to Toronto, they end up falling in love with it, and you're just out there uh, representing Toronto. Uh, go Nav, I say. And uh, yeah, and I guess Gold State has Smash Mouth. That's their guy. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. oh actually, no. I'm glad you brought this up because um, waging war with Smash Mouth yeah. is none other than uh, Thomas Revis. Oh, he has, he has a hot tweet. <laughs> Um, Tom, I went to retweet it, couldn't find it because oh. there's just a lot of rapper stuff going on there. Tom, oh, you want to wow. walk us oh, through wow. this battle? Um, well, you know, I was just perusing Twitter as everyone I'm sure has been doing in this, in this Raptors time, just eating it up, <laughs> eating it all up, eating all of these naysayers, enjoying the best of the moments of people saying just the best things. And I'm scrolling and I see Smash Mouth. Of all things, I saw somebody tweeted to Smash Mouth, and I was like, hey, what's going on here? And I'm sure everyone's heard about it now, but Smash Mouth calling out Drake. They don't even get his his handle right. But, you know, the classic, uh, the classic ridiculousness coming at Drake. So I just had to – my inner Toronto came out, and I just tweeted back, yeah, <laughs> and uh, – um, then my phone started lighting up, and I'm um, uh, starting to get a lot of likes. I'm <laughs> um, just responding, yay. I mean, I yay is a pretty uh, good. <laughs> I also responded just, are you dumb? Uh, so, you know, just as Toronto as I could be. Uh, and uh, getting likes, if you want to add on to those likes, follow me. Uh, uh, shouting out those Raptors at TDJ Revis. Yeah, like. boy. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you Uh-oh. can hear that. Uh-oh. Thomas. That was a bomb in Danny Green's condo. All he had to do was shoot it out an open window, but it bounced back in, unfortunately. Oh, wait. So, oh, <laughs> okay, you know what? Just ignore that by Matt. Um, Danny is safe. We're going to be arrested, I think. Um, wasn't a threat on Danny. No. Whatsoever. He's, he's like, trying to be chair girl by throwing a time bomb out the window, but he can't make the shot, Freddie. Wow. That's all I'm saying. Okay, listen. <laughs> Danny's safe, Thomas. Danny's safe. Um, Huge thank, condo. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk many, many more times before game one. Is that it? I just have to hear about Danny Green dying or leaving? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Unless you got anything, that's intense. Okay, like can I just yeah, a couple words for Danny Green before you kick me out. Yeah, you know what? Say, say <laughs> yeah, a couple of nice things because everyone's gonna pile on Green and and Matt here is issuing I don't know some weird cartoonish <laughs> bomb threat or something. Um, yeah, you're gonna see. Uh, maybe you heard it here first. I'm hoping. 
I don't think he's dead. Hopefully, I'm not saying the eulogy <laughs> right now. Hopefully, he rises up like uh, like the Undertaker. But uh, we're talking about a guy that holds the record for threes in an NBA final. Talking That's about right. A guy who, you know, there was murmurings of him being MVP before Kawhi went and took the MVP in the finals. So it's unfortunate that he's shooting such a poor percentage. It's crazy. But, you know, shooters go in slumps, and it's a brand new series for a guy that's went to the finals twice. Uh, I'm not betting against him. That's right. And I'll punch anyone in the head that is. Danny needs yeah. to have a baby. Name it Fred. Fire away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. And, um, yeah. And just if Smash Mouth is listening, Drake's got a secret weapon, and his name's Matthew Goodband. So watch out. And he's got another secret weapon, <laughs> my brother Thomas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bud. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Smash Mouth, are you dumb? Don't kill me, okay? Don't fucking kill me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thomas, you're great. Uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, okay. Done, no. Go, Raps, go. The Big Buddha, Marcus Gasol's free ones. So, Marcus Gasol, he gets hacked a lot. He's been racking up free throws in the playoffs for a long time, and he's climbing up the charts. And we're monitoring that, Matt. <laughs> so, he started the playoffs with 290 free throws made all time, which had him at 144th all time in the playoffs. He now has 306. Hmm. Since last pod, he has passed Larry Faust and Chris Bosch. He now sits at 134th all-time in playoffs free throws made. And he's coming for Terry Cummings. Will Weldon. Well, I'm, I'm here with a mega friend of the pod, hilarious dude. Your mentor. My mentor. Um, <laughs> he must be happy right now. Uh, it's uh, it's Will Weldon from L.A. What's up, man? Raps in six. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, that's just a, that's a great start. So uh, are, are, are you going to back that up? Will? What? Hey, Will. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. Okay, well, if we're still being recorded, before we started, Will said, do I have to use the full time? And he's chosen to say Raptors in six and peace out on us. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of perfect. I think it's, Will's like, Will's like, a, we're going to fill some time here. Will's like a bit of a Kawhi. Yeah. Where like, he's not using, you know, he's not using extra words. He's not going to be flowery just no. to, just to, just to be nice. Yeah. Raps in six. That's what you're getting from Will Weldon. Yeah. And uh and that's what we got. And Will, I love you. Yeah. I thought he was gonna last till about the five minute mark, but I'm cool with twenty seconds. That's Me cool too. too. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to the next, right? <laughs> All right. Kyle Lowry has always been an unselfish player. And that's why we've been monitoring Kyle's all time assists in the playoffs. You know what was assist? What which one was an assist? When he stole the ball 
and he just backed it up to Kawhi. He threw the threw the bit of the head look to Siakam, and it was just enough time for Kawhi to get it and cram it on Milwaukee's soul. Unreal. So, si- oh yeah, uh, here we go. Sorry. <laughs> so Kyle started with 335. Uh, all-time assists in the playoffs, uh, and he was at 110th mm-hmm. all-time. He now has 437 assists all-time in the playoffs. Since last pod, Kyle has passed Al Horford, Mike Bibby, <laughs> Paul Pressy, Allen Iverson, Tom Henderson, Pau Gasol, and Ray Allen. Kyle now sits at 70th all-time in playoff assists, and he's coming for JoJo White. Catherine, Catherine. Niker. All right, uh, I'm here with uh, one of my one of my best buds, a super bud, I might even oh, say. Oh wow, a yeah, lot of super buds on this pod. Yeah, it's a bit of a running bit. Um, <laughs> she thinks Nick Nurse is hot. Um, oh, yeah. She, I don't know what she thinks about his acoustic guitar. We haven't even gone there, but uh, <laughs> Catherine, I know you're happy. Um, how happy are you? I am completely thrilled. I'm so thrilled. Um, you know, especially after being down 0-2, I was just like, the most I was hoping for at that point would, would be that the games were just competitive going mm-hmm. forward after losing that game too. But then winning four in a row, I'm I'm ecstatic. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Nick Nurse, and I feel like this is a really good point to start on. Yeah. Let's start on the rise of Nick Nurse. <laughs> yes. Like, I feel like, I, I you know, I'm so glad that I had a moment on your podcast earlier this season to talk about my love for Nick Nurse because I want it on the record that I was first. That's true. I think you really, really yeah. genuinely were first. Yeah. Everyone else was like, well, Thank we're going to feel him out and, you know, give him a chance. But you're yeah. like, no. He's... Well, you were like, A is good, <laughs> B is hot. Yeah. So that was big. Right. Like, you just came out swinging. <laughs> Both things are true. Even Drake noticed, okay, like that whole shoulder rub moment oh, went yeah. viral. And, and I was just like, <laughs> I, I mean, I was all for it, but I was just like, Drake is just doing what I don't have access to do. Right. Are you, you worried know? at all about Nick's voice? Every time I hear him do a post game, he's like, I don't know, are the Fisherman's friends working? I think they might be working against him if yeah. he's having too many. Yeah, you talked about that happening <laughs> to you. His voice has been sounding very uh, hoarse lately. Mm-hmm. Like he's losing his voice all the time. Maybe he was fighting a cold. I don't know. The other crazy thing I want to talk about, Nick Nurse, in the series that like literally no other guest on your show is going to bring up or will ever bring up. But did you know that he also had a baby last week, Monday? What? What? No. Nick Nurse had a baby on the same day as Fred Van Vliet. Oh, that's bonkers. Wow. Isn't that so crazy? And the only reason I know this is because, and you, you can find it on YouTube, on the after game six, during the press conference, one reporter from ESPN tried to ask him about it. And I was like completely blown away. Catherine, this is huge. Yeah. 
how has this been missed? Breaking news on your part. No, well, you're breaking news forever. How has this been missed? Like, I feel like how I've been no devouring about this. This is blowing my mind completely. Like, how is nobody talking about the fact that Nick Nurse had a baby on the same day? How do you even time that? On the same day as Fred VanVleet. Okay, I don't want to be. We all just went on to win the series. I don't want to be. You know. Like any kind of negative, I don't want to do any negative foreshadowing here, but you know, is there any uh-huh. chance that, that, that Fred's baby got switched with Nick uh. in the hospital? <laughs> I just hope not. That's a, I mean, do you, I but do you think there's any chance? Different cities. Okay, different cities. Oh, yeah, That's no. a big no. Nick, Nick Nurses was born in Hamilton. Was born in Chicago. Oh, okay, <laughs> good, good. No, just because, like, as far as babies getting switched, it's good if they're in totally different like places. That is so funny. Um, <laughs> So, so do you think Nick's like on fire? That their babies Sorry. could look alike. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I mean, you never know. But, but no, no. So wait, let's let's go back to to, to nurse having his baby that no one knows about for a sec here. <laughs> um, do you think that is a is a is a part of of all these adjustments and him kind of like starting to kick ass? You know what? I, shockingly enough, I don't think it's part of any of the adjustments. In fact, I yeah. think Nick Nurse has barely even noticed he's had a baby. <laughs> yeah. and this is so like you have to watch the clip. Everybody listening, I'm telling you, go to YouTube, find the clip of Nick Nurse's uh, press conference after Game Six, and you will see an ESPN reporter ask him about his baby and ask him about. Uh, how that has affected him during the playoffs. And he answers the question like a politician. Like, it's like he just keeps talking about basketball. And he almost refers to the baby as a distraction. But then he was like, it's not that it's a bad distraction. He was like, obviously, that was a very good moment for me. But when you just focus on the game and blah, 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 like, it's hmm. it's very shocking. I, I don't even, as a, as a fan of his, I don't even know what to make of it. I mean, as... I'm all for being focused on the playoffs, but I'm also Me too. like, you can take like five <laughs> seconds and celebrate the sure. fact that you had a kid. I mean, even in the movie, the lion King, you know, the, 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 the lion King doesn't grow up with everyone, <laughs> whatever, but they have the moment where they hold him out. Yeah. You know, Simba. I absolutely <laughs> love that this led to a lion King reference. Thank you. <laughs> so wait, that that was beautiful. Okay, before before you know, I, I I'm trying to make sure my Catherine my Catherine Niker time is valuable here. What else do Raptors fans maybe not know? That's that was a big one. Thank you. I I don't know. A lot's been reported. A lot's been said. Um, I know other people have talked a bit about the American media. I think the American media is extremely ignorant about what Toronto has to offer. Uh, a free agent, especially Kawhi, but any free agent, right. I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I even want to go down this road, to be honest. It's just whenever you hear an American pundit talk about uh, playing basketball in Canada, the only thing they say is that it's cold. And I think that's so completely ridiculous. Like nobody complains about how cold it is in New York or Boston or Minnesota or Minnesota that, you know I mean? Like all these places that they're talking about free agents going, it's like, it's cold in all these other places too. It's just, I don't know. I feel like for, it's very annoying, very frustrating. And I just, I can't wait for him to sign here and just prove everyone wrong. 
And and are, are you pretty confident about that at this point? Is it the murals? Is it the baby he had here? Is it Uncle Dennis finally stepping up? Yeah. Well, you know what 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 has I, you I buzzing really in that direction? It's about the fact that this is the best basketball situation, and yeah, it is. Nobody sees it that way, but I really believe it is. I don't think the Clippers are a better basketball situation for Kawhi than we are right now. I totally I don't agree. Think you know, obviously New York and LA have like very unstable front offices. There's no major free agent market that is in a better position than we are. And no one sees it that way. And I just feel like this is like a huge elephant in the room that like nobody is talking about. Because I think all these Americans, like American media people have spent so many years hating Toronto that they don't want to have to swallow their words and admit that maybe they were wrong about us. Oh yeah, the like the Schadenfreude just being felt like all over the land because yes, we're we're insecure Canadians. Yes, maybe we care more about, you know, a game on Christmas Day than we should. But also, yes, American exceptionalism does exist. And they, I mean, whether it's a Rob Ford sketch on SNL or it's someone talking about Toronto uh, from the U.S., it's like they don't know anything. Yeah. It's, it's the ignorance is hilarious at times. Um, yeah. And that's me making a big, big generalization, uh, like, you know, as someone who has no, a lot I, of American I family. Agree but, yeah. With you. but yeah, like, I think the punditry is so kind of annoying and i mean like all, even this new uncle dennis stuff and i saw someone post the other day about how oh you know you heard someone say he, like, like they're still trying to like read the read all the little clues about how you know Kawhi is gonna leave toronto eventually and it's a surety mm-hmm. and they're missing what's right in front of them which is some type of 04 Pistons, Michael Jordan, history level basketball happening yeah. in mm-hmm. Toronto. Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, yeah, I guess that's just a, maybe that's just the atmosphere of basketball coverage these days where you have people who genuinely care about free agency hypotheticals more than witnessing something awesome on the basketball court. Yeah. I love how, like, you know, Kong and Cool and, like, even keeled Kawhi Leonard is. But, yeah, uh, is it De- Uncle Dennis? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Uncle Dennis is just in a barber shop talking shit. <laughs> oh, Uncle Dennis lets it fly. shit up. It's so funny to me. Kawhi must just be, like, rolling his eyes, like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> just, just let me, just give it a month, man. Just give it a month. Just give it a month. That's uh. Oh man. That's, that's Catherine's that's uh. Timer. I, last I have words. One, Sorry. One go ahead. Yeah. Thing that I would love to say. Yeah. And, and I don't know if anybody's talked about Danny Green or not, but I feel like I really want a minute to talk about Danny. Green. Do it, please. Yeah, no one has really. Okay. Well, it's, Matt. Matt said so... something not cool earlier, <laughs> but sorry. Go on. I I really like feel for him. I really want him to do well. I feel like he just like really needs to have a baby. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what else is going to like help Danny green. I like, I know he has a girlfriend. 
Um, <laughs> but if they need a surrogate, I'm here. Like anything yeah. for that man to hit a three at this point. Oh my god. No, I appreciate that. And and honestly, yeah, I, I'm, let, I'm sorry, putting it out there. Let the world know if that man needs a surrogate. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? I, I didn't know that's where your take was going, but uh, for any, for you know, Danny has a lovely relationship, maybe. Yeah. But he does need a surrogate, and yeah. that surrogate is Catherine, <laughs> and she's ready. So I'm that's ready. a big and, like. And you know what? In the meantime, Danny, feel free to just take a couple dribbles in and like hit a two. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like when Danny gets to the line. Uh, he was doing that in Philly yeah. when he was struggling. That was nice. Yeah. Get, try and yeah, go for, go into the paint. You know, do what every other player does when they're shot struggling. Yeah. Or let me have your baby. Yeah, <laughs> Danny. And if, yeah, any if any of Danny's friends are listening, stop texting him. Stop telling him <laughs> to uh, get out of his head. He knows what he's got to do. And Danny. <laughs> If you're right about to record the green room and you're just like listening to this, get some inspiration. Yeah. I think Catherine's being real yeah. about the surrogate <laughs> thing. It's not just a bit. I know her. I'll even, I'll even get in touch with like Nick Nurse's wife and we can time it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Nick Nurse always comes back in. Eh? <laughs> like just when you think Nick Nurse wasn't part of the whole surrogate thing. Yeah. He is. <laughs> um, Catherine. I love you. Oh, um, yeah. Love you. Thanks so much. Let's let's enjoy these finals, right? Yeah. Yes. Happy finals. Serge Ibaka, the shot blocker. Double thumbs down. We've been tracking Serge and his all-time blocks. Got a lot for OKC, and he's been getting some for Toronto last year and this year in this amazing deep run we're on. So, when we started the playoffs. Serge was uh, had 252 playoff blocks, which which had him at 10th all time. Wow! So he has 265 blocks in the playoffs now, and he still sits at 10th all time. So how many people did he pass? <laughs> Listen, he hasn't passed anyone, but that's okay. He's really high on the list. He's higher than anyone else. That's will huge. 10th all time. It's 10th all time. Um. And, uh, well, actually, he might have passed Mutombo. But anyways, I'm not so good at this whole thing, okay? I'm learning on the fly. <laughs> anyways, he's 10th all-time, and he's coming for Kevin McHale. Andre DePap. All right. Uh, well, we're here with a friend of the pod, uh, Andre DePap. Uh, he's awesome, and I'm sure he's jacked right now. How you doing, dude? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm out Monday night playing bocce ball. Whoa! Yeah! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, the call <laughs> it's uh, yeah, man. It's uh, it's, it's pretty awkward, but <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. Um, I hope you don't miss a turn. Uh, it's 8:40, so I also hope that those bocce's glow in the dark, okay? Because yeah. <laughs> it's about to get dark wherever you're playing. Dude, it's it's shining as bright as Kyle Lowry's smile after he won. Oh, okay. This is this is. I'm already. We're feeling a lot, and and you know what? Can can I just push you in that direction of yeah. Kyle Lowry? Because I feel like we he haven't talked about it yet. He hasn't been talked about like at all. And yeah. and you're our sixth right. caller, so I feel like you're a hardcore fan. How are you feeling about yeah. Kyle? Oh man, like you know, 
uh, I was listening to William Liu's podcast. Shout out the fan god William Liu. Oh yeah, and he was he was talking about how just the narrative of Kyle not being a playoff performer is dead. It is so dead. The dude like progressively just gave every single thing we'd ever asked. Can I him to give? Can, can I just actually use this moment to say I was a not a major pusher of the Kyle is bad in the playoffs, but I think that he had underperformed, was not properly utilized. His size worked against him in certain situations. Obviously, he had big games against Cleveland and Miami and, and you know, even Indiana to a certain extent. But I think, yes, it is dead. And he yeah. killed it. Like, I guess I think it was a bit real is what I'm saying, but not like totally real, but a bit real. But I think he slayed that dragon. Sorry. I mean, he ethered Eric Bledsoe. Yes. Just destroyed him. He was like a non-factor. They were scrambling. They didn't know it. Like Kyle played the ultimate chess match in this series. He was the one that, you know, well, obviously Kawhi was, was the like, I guess I'm going to use a chess analogy. He's obviously the queen. Right. He's going around smashing everybody. Um, you know, Kyle was really the one playing the game, though. He was he was setting up all the matchups. He was getting the switches. He was playing crazy defense. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was, no. it was pretty pretty masterful. I think you saying he ethered Bledsoe was just so massive because, you know, we could even reframe it like this. Who, who outplayed who more? Kawhi to Giannis or Lowry to Bledsoe. And I would say Lowry to Bledsoe. And that was my biggest concern heading into the series was Le- was Bledsoe and Brogdon and these guys taking Kyle off the dribble. And yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. Like he, he, it was a masterful series by Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm only more looking forward to what he's going to be doing against someone like Steph or whoever he gets paired up against. Like I think of all the guys on this team outside of maybe Kawhi Leonard, he is by far the most ready for the finals. Like he is, he is just so locked in right now. Um, There is no bad juju in his head. Like he is all about winning time and yeah, it's amazing. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. The way, the way I see it is like Kawhi is on his own specific, you know, mission that maybe we'll learn about or maybe we won't. But I think that yeah. <laughs> Gasol, Serge, and Kyle, there are like veteran, still good, hungry guys who've never won a championship and it would alter the course of their of their yeah. like of their careers and their Hall of Fame prospects and and this is their they've made it to the summit. Mm-hmm. And I think Dan, Danny it's Green's like, like yeah, an amazing role player on, who's also won, but it's a different thing. Sorry, go ahead. On that on that point, like the the thing that blew my mind, I can't remember who mentioned it, but they're like, these are by far the biggest game Mark Gasol has played in, which was kind of insane because I thought we traded for like this grizzled vet that's seen everything, but like I think he maybe got to the conference final once and got swept or something. Like these games for even Mark Gasol were a whole new level for him. Hundred percent, kind of amazing. No, he's played, obviously, like Marcus Gasol has played in some pretty high-leverage situations, you know, playing yeah. for Spain alone. But, and, 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 and uh, yeah, but I think it's, it's different, too, because, uh, I mean, the, the, there was one play with Mark where it seemed like he had a layup. 
And then he passed it up. And then he ran yeah. around to three. And right before he got the ball, Reggie Miller was like, Marcus Ole really needs to hit a three. Really gets needs to a, hit a three. <laughs> gets the ball, hits a three. And I'm like, he, like the big Buddha is a good nickname yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. man, does that guy think the game through. And, yeah. and oh. he's decided his role is to, I think, just – piss off Raptors fans and be an enigma, but also <laughs> do the best things ever when it counts. Yeah. And you know, what's going to be fun is like of all the matchups, Marcus Gasol versus the Warriors. Like, I don't know. It might not be good for us, mm-hmm. but there is a chance. It might be amazing. For us. Like he might be such a different type of player that, they don't know what to do with him, you know, and they don't have the bodies to match up against him. And they're going to be throwing like Draymond Green on him and he's just going to be dominating. So, yeah, that's what, I'm really excited to just see what's in store for Mark. And there's a good chance he might just be too big and slow and it just doesn't work. But there's also that chance that he's like the big mismatch. It, it's actually awesome you brought that up because a question I have in my head is can the Warriors play Marcus Soul off the court? And my answer is no, because I think he can shoot the three. I think he's so smart. I think that what Draymond does for the most part is outsmarting people. And if that's your tactic against Mark, that's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. But, I, you know, yeah, there's still – yeah, anyways, I'll, uh, what do you think? Can, can, can he be played off the court? Well, you know, I think if they had – I mean – if they had Durant, I think things would be a little different because they'd be playing with a little bit more length and, like, you know, Durant's just a mismatch problem for everybody. Right. But I kind of I see that tactic of, like, at least on defense, you just have you have Gasol perimeter, or, uh, working around the rim, just, like, guarding the net, and then you have everybody else playing the perimeter switch game. Mm-hmm. Could Could be very, very effective. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I honestly can't prescribe it to be honest i honestly don't even really have a feel for this warriors team like they're yeah. they've changed so much since we've last played them and in some ways um uh, in some ways they're the old warriors in the sense that they have this whatever the hampton five lineup they call yeah um which is like insane but then in other ways the league has changed their bench sucks the raptors are way different you know, Draymond's not Draymond anymore. Iguodala's older. Like, I see all of these, um, you know, th- th- these potential vulnerabilities, which is kind of awesome. So, as far as vu- vulnerabilities go, you touched on Mark. Is there anything else that, that kind of has you a bit scared? Or maybe that's maybe that's not the, the right word. I think we're all happy to be here and I, we're all excited. I mean, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm scared just because they're like one of the craziest teams of all time. But like beyond that, it's just not like it's not like I'm I'm like terrified of of Steph Curry. You know, right. like obviously he could destroy us, no doubt. Like he's insane. But we have Kawhi Leonard, so it's like you know, it's a different type of battle. Um, but yeah. Also, wait before I know my like time is running out, so I just want to get this hot take across because please. Um, I thought of it earlier today, and it's it's really giving me a lot of chuckles. Um, have you guys noticed we've just been destroying uh, Greg Popovich's coaching like offshoots? Like Brett Brown. Oh my god, I didn't Popovich notice that till now. Yes, Holzer, Popovich disciple. We're about to go up against Steve Kerr. Like, wait, wait. Might, and was Vo- Kawhi Leonard? Who's Orlando? Like, 
on the the Greg Popovich destruction route. Wait a second, wasn't Orlando Clifford? Was he also on? Pop- I'm I'm wondering. Yeah. Clifford's from a tree. I just don't know if he's from the pop tree. He might be. But that's but, awesome. But like, Budenholzer and Brett Brown were like his two guys. Those were yeah. like his guys. And Kawhi just destroyed both of them. And oh, I love that so much. <laughs> right? So and you like know what? Single-handedly, my Stephen A. Smith hot take is Kawhi Leonard is single-handedly destroying Greg Popovich's coaching legacy. That's his secret mission. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And Steve Kerr had dinner with Pop, which means he's that's the right. last Horcrux. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's Bomb's right. coming for you, Pop. He's... Pop's probably like, Pop's like, look, Steve, I tried to give advice to the other guys. It's Steve. It's not working. Well, uh, Andre, uh, please go back to, to the bocce ball yeah. and whatever beautiful <laughs> Toronto park you're in. Um, Thank you, guys. And, uh, you know, Kawhi's probably going to show up and he's going to whisper into, yeah. e- into your ear, don't tell them about the tree. Then he's going to walk away. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, thank Thanks, you so guys. much. Uh, yeah, yes. we'll, we'll talk soon and enjoy the finals. Kawhi Leonard, playoff points. Kawhi's on a mission. We know he is. And this one's going to be uh, extra special because Kawhi's making history and we need to cover that, period. Mm-hmm. So, Kawhi the god in the playoffs. All-time points. So, Kawhi started the playoffs... With 1,432 points at 137th all-time. He now has 1,993 points. Since last pause, since the last time we recorded, which, yes, was Game 6 of Philly, but still, just, just take that all in. Since we recorded last, here's who Kawhi has passed. Kawhi has passed... Mark Aguirre, Dwight Howard, Jason Terry, Joe Dumars, Carmelo Anthony, Artis Gilmore, Bobby Jones, Jamal Wilkes, Terry Porter, Iso Joe Johnson, Sam Perkins, Hal Greer, Dolph Skays, <laughs> Cliff Hagen, Mel Daniels, Danny Ainge, Horace Grant, Mo Maurice Cheeks, Oscar Robertson, Chet Walker. <laughs> Walt Frazier, <laughs> Gus Williams, Big Shot Bob, Robert Ory, and Bob Dandrich. Kawhi now sits 67th all-time in playoff points, and he's coming for Bob Cousy. Jonathan, Jonathan. yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I, I'm I'm here with... Uh, 
Honestly, I want to say another super bud. We're 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 hardcore uh, basketball fans. Uh, Jonathan is the reason that I I keep long term track of of anyone Raptor stat because uh, uh, stats because he always does that and he's been doing his own Kawhi thing throughout the year. Um, yeah, from online buddies to in real life buddies, uh, and united through just like hardcore Raptor fandom. Uh, Jonathan, uh, how you feeling right now? Are you feeling good? Are you are you feeling like scared? What's going on? Uh, I don't feel scared. I feel pretty good, um, but definitely, you know, this is uncharted territory for us, right? So yeah, um, somewhat not sure how to feel. Um, is there any like when 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 the Raptors won? Were you like elated, or were you kind of like immediately processing like the the the, the finals? Because I was kind of in the middle. Um, no, I think I was just sort of enjoying the moment. I wasn't even thinking about what the finals was going to be like. It was right. just more like, I can't believe this is actually happening. Um, I know. You know, I mean, as, as you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of our friends tend to be very nervous throughout the whole game. Yeah. And I didn't feel that until maybe we were about two minutes left. And then my heart started kind of pounding out of my chest. Yeah. And it wasn't because I was worried if, you know, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking they were going to lose, but it was more like, I think they're going to win, but it, I can't believe how close we are to this now. Yes. I like, okay. So I lost it with the Kawhi dunk. I lost it with the norm three. I lost it with the Gasol three. Um, I think the moment I really had a release, like, cause I, I feel like for the most part, I just enjoyed the game and I felt confident the whole time. Um, the point where I was the most nervous or like kind of queasy feelings is when, I think it was shortly after the Kawhi dunk, they made that seven or six point run and they were within one point. Because mm-hmm. then I was like, wait a second, we're celebrating like we won. And yeah. there's like four yeah. minutes of the game left and it's a one point game. But yeah, the Siakam steal for me, I was on my feet from that point on, just being like, I'm ready for the celebration, even though I'm in Collingwood. <laughs> yeah. um, sorry, I kind of jumped on my own question there, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, no, like this is good. Yeah. This, is, this is a big, big event. Like you know, we should be sharing in our experiences about it. Yeah, man. Um, how about this? Because I know, I know you think about basketball. Like, like we think about basketball in in a really similar fashion. So, with with this new series coming, without getting too much into like what the Warriors are and what they represent and how historic that is or whatever, who do you think is going to play a bigger role for the Raptors? Um, than they did in the Milwaukee series. Like I touched on this a little bit earlier in the pod, but you know, we were rolling out eight Kerr's rolling out 11. So something's got to change there, right? Like, do you think it's more guys or more of one guy? I don't think we can really use more guys unless, um, other than maybe OG, right. Depending on whenever he comes back. And even then, I don't really know. Like, I don't think anybody knows what he's going to be able to give when he comes back. But I guess, you know, thinking back to the last couple of series, um, I think, you know, a few guys have underperformed a bit just compared yeah. to what we saw of them in the regular season. So, I mean, I suppose there's a chance that, you know, we might see a bit more out of Siakam. We, you know, hopefully see more out of Green because apparently right. the finals is where he shines. Yeah. Um, I saw somewhere that he, you know, in his career in the finals, he shot 52% from threes, and he's way below that right now for the, the playoffs. So, 
Yeah, I think you know, yeah, he's thirty. I mean, he's, he's he's seventeen on, with Milwaukee, yeah. and so he he's eighteenth in in playoff made threes. I actually he was one of yeah. the guys I've been tracking, yeah. but he hasn't really passed oh, anyone. No. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, he, maybe he's just afraid to pass Jason Terry because oh, he's been like three or four threes back of Jason Terry for like. I want to say wow. the entire. I mean, almost the whole Buck series. Yeah, it's wild. Um, so, are are you not expecting like a big like McCaw, uh, Alfonso McKinney showdown? <laughs> well, hey, maybe this is you know uh, Patrick McCaw, Chris Boucher revenge series. Who knows? It could be. But, uh, I mean, like <laughs> like McCaw knows their plays. You know, Alfonso knows our plays. Greg Monroe is not in the finals. Um, so he can't really tell anyone any plays, but, um, how are you feeling about the, like, the, I guess, I guess it's the headline matchups got, right now. Cause of Durant, it's gotta be like Curry versus clay, right? Offense versus defense. Um, um yeah, I, I, I think so. I can't, I, I remember reading somewhere that, you know, if they put Kawhi on the, on Curry, uh, even though there's kind of a size mismatch there. Right. Um, if he's able to neutralize Curry, there's there's a belief that there isn't going to be somebody else on the Warriors that's just going to step up consistently every game, because that's what Durant would have done. But even like, I mean, they, they have a lot of talent, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, Draymond Green's not going to put up 40 points. Clay Thompson yeah. might might do it once or twice, but uh, are they going to be able to? You know, if if Curry is neutralized. And I mean, not that that's easy to do, but if yeah. you know Kawhi's able to neutralize him in the way that he did with Giannis um, or Simmons, like is that going to be enough to you know uh, that might put them over the top in the sense that the Warriors don't have like a consistent go-to other than Curry. Yeah, well, one thing I've been kind of thinking about is the three-point shooting. So obviously, Golden State is this massive three-point shooting team. And, but the Bucks, it was kind of like it's coming from everywhere. For the Warriors, it's like it's coming from Clay, Curry, Durant. You know, you basically want to let Draymond and and Boogie, if he comes back, shoot the three. Looney can't shoot the three. Iguodala is not very good. Livingston doesn't shoot the three. I don't know what McKinney is, but if McKinney can beat you, I think you probably deserve to lose. <laughs> but he, so I'm kind of wondering. It's like, can we, is it that simple where we can just be like? Like really target. Obviously, you know they have the whole joy of movement, amazingness that that is the Warriors. But if we can, okay, yeah, I guess I guess I'm asking a question that like I'm sure a lot of teams have thought this before. But it seems like we have the defensive personnel to maybe shut some guys down, right? Or am I am I getting am I too cocky? Well, they showed that they can shut down Joel Embiid. They showed they could shut down. Jeez, um, why is his name escaping me right now? Uh, um, yeah, they, I mean, to, to some degree, they shut down Giannis. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, after the first couple of games, they kind of figured out what to do. They, You know, they had the wall going. Um, obviously, that's not going to work for, for Curry or Clay. Um, but I feel confident that they are going to be able to game plan something. Uh, they'll probably throw something at them, at least, to, to try and neutralize them. What, one thing I was thinking about is... Um... This might be the first series that size doesn't hurt us. Now, I'm kind of torn between <clears throat> if 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 going small is actually good for us. Like, do we want low minutes for Serge and Gasol? Like, is that the best version of our team? And if we're making a guy like Fred or Norm cover Clay, 
is that bad for us? So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn with like how this is going to look stylistically, but just to your point and, and, and defensively, you know, it was only one game or maybe it was two, but Fred did a really, really good job on Steph. Um, yeah, like he I, just balled in Because of the way he's been playing lately, like just the last couple of games, I feel like he's starting to ramp up now. And, yes. Uh, you know, his shooting has been better. His defense has been better. He doesn't look overmatched on, on defense, especially now that we're not in that Philly series. Um, but yeah, like you, you don't see these like weird height mismatches that, that we saw against Philadelphia. Um, I mean, if this would be a bigger problem if Durant was playing. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, I'm pretty confident he will play at some point. I'm, I'm having a oh, tough yeah. time reading what's going on there exactly. Because mm-hmm. it seems like the injury is real and serious. Yeah. And I think Durant obviously cares about his legacy and wants to play. Mm-hmm. But also, I thought he was going to come back. Like, it, maybe they were just so confident with Portland. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think he, he wants to play, right? Yeah, I think he's. It sounds more hopeful than than he's actually going to come back. I think the reality is they don't know when he'll be back or how. I mean, maybe they know how serious the injury is, but right. maybe they don't know when he's going to be, uh, you know, fit enough to come back. Is there any chance play. he's just afraid of the claw? Next on 60 Minutes. Yeah, next on 60 Minutes. As, as soon as I said that, Matt just stared me down. Um, well, uh, Jonathan, I've been wanting to have you on the pod forever, and I, I'm so glad uh, you're on this special one. Um, yeah, do you, uh, do, you have a, do you have any final Raptors thoughts before we all kind of break off and, and enjoy the finals? Well, uh, for me personally, you know, I started following the team right from the beginning, so – I, there was really never a point in time where I thought that making the finals was even a possibility. Yeah. And I was just like happy that we've got an NBA team that I can follow. Um, but Seriously. It's, so it's amazing to get to this point. Um, this has probably exceeded my expectations for where we were going to be at this year. So for me, this is all gravy. Anything that happens at this point. So wait, but I I think I want to ask you one thing before we let you go, because I know you I know you have kids, I, I, but I don't know their ages, and I'm just wondering, like as someone who, you know, watched the Raptors like from the Sky Dome, do you think your kids are gonna get the fact that like the like what it was like to to root for a team that was like, you know, vacillated between being like an embarrassment or like a joke or sometimes a okay. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, like are 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 your kids just gonna be like we're the best? Toronto's the best. We win all the time. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so I mean, I have I have a two year old. So she's not really okay. that aware. <laughs> she knows what basketball is, but that's about it. Um, my seven year old, he is he's seen all of the How Hungry Are You videos. That's sort of his extent of his, uh, <laughs> basketball knowledge. Nice. That's um, awesome. But, <laughs> but, but the other day, I actually showed him a picture of, of the Sky Dome when they were setting up for a basketball game. I was just showing him, like, this is what it looked like when we first started playing basketball here. And, like, you, like, you know, the first game I went to, I was up in the 500 seats at the Sky Dome. Yeah. You can barely see anything up there. Oh, I know. Um, it was insane. So I don't think he understands how far the, the team has come. Um, but I guess, I, I, I mean, I will say I have taken him to see the Globetrotters, so he knows that the Washington Generals are an embarrassment, so maybe he understands. <laughs> yeah, he knows He knows the Washington Generals are getting punked, like, on, on yeah. the regular. 
Um, sweet. Well, uh, yeah. Th- thanks so much for for doing this episode, and uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll see you online and uh, in real life too. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No problem, man. Yeah. I'll see you on the internet. All right. See you, pal. All right. Bye. Bye. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the episode. What an episode, right? Yeah. Uh, can't believe it. I can't believe we're still talking about raps in the playoffs. Don't stop. <laughs> no, I won't even start. But uh, yeah, and um, if you you know have been supporting this pod uh, from the beginning, just like the folks who went to the Sky Dome, I don't believe you because I've seen the numbers. <laughs> no, just kidding. But, uh, but we really do appreciate uh, all the support. Um, oh, sorry. I thought for a second Matt put the like time bomb on me Whoa, doing yeah. an outro to this. And I was going to be like, dude, we... <laughs> talked about this you're not supposed to do that um but but matt where where can people find us you can go to uh dunkspodcast.com we've got all our links there but if you'd like to jump over that hoop Woo! and go right to itunes and stitcher and player fm and spotify we've got all these different ways that you can listen to the pod you can listen to it on our website too if you're old school like that you're in the library and you got your headphones plugged in yeah you paid a couple of hours and you're just ready to go <laughs> on the library computer cheers yeah. to that yeah cheers to the library <laughs> Call you freak, um, but we really, really do appreciate the yeah. support. Um, yeah, email us, tweet at us, get at us on Instagram, whatever. Yeah, yeah, sounds and, good. Uh, we'll see you next week, uh, probably after game three. As a wise musician once said, All that glitters is gold, only <laughs> shooting stars break the mold. Let me just say, that musician is not wise. <laughs> And they've opened up a big can of Toronto wins because Toronto men's is fired up and we're coming at you still. See you after game two, everybody. We'll be back. Woo! Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. 